And we're back into the second hour of our show. You are joining us all the way from camp up here in Stewart's Point, New South Wales. I'm looking out the window here, again, of our makeshift studio. And there are some clouds in the sky. It's kind of a low-pressure system. Uh, but it's, you know, mostly, mostly sunny. We're looking forward to a sunny day here. I love how you can read the clouds. It's just always impresses me with awesome. Well, it's, it's, just well. We- it's just weather, bro. I know, but it's, it's just like, like you sound like you're a legit. Year seven, year eight science. <laughs> if there's clouds in the sky, it's a low pressure system. If the sky is clear, it's a high pressure system. Yeah, there, there we go. So that's the level of education. That, that, that is, yeah, that's what I'm relying on here. I'm not a meteorologist and I am not trained. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show and we're going to have another clue for the quiz. It's not actually a clue though, is it? it, is, it is it a clue? Is it a question? It's just a question because you've got to answer the question. Sure. Well, the question is who or what or when yeah. or why. All right. So you're going into the draw today. If you get this right, you'll go into the draw to get today's giveaway, which is a Faith and T-shirt. And this question is, if you know the answer, text it in. The question is, what party happens the day after Passover? Oh, wow. I'm not sure I'd call it a party, but let's go with it. Party. Yeah. <laughs> it's a party after the day of Passover. So if, if you, you know, know the answer, text it in 0491-064-669. If you have ever been to one of these parties, um, one of these gatherings, get-togethers, if you, maybe you're Jewish and you're listening to Faith FM this morning. Oh, that was a bit of a giveaway. Then... Well, I guess Passover is kind of Jewish too, so. Yeah, yeah all it's right. all, it's all, Jew- how is that a giveaway? It's okay. in the Bible, okay. bro. Okay. <laughs> Come okay. on. Hey, don't, don't make false <laughs> accusations regarding the quiz here. I'm trying to keep the shirt, mate. It, got to, I'm oh. paying for the shirt to go out to our listeners. <laughs> no, we want to give it out to you guys. Come yeah, on, 0491-064-669. What party takes place after the, 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 the day after? Passover. The Passover. 0491-064-669. Hey, speaking of text messages, we got a text during the break from Patricia. Mm-hmm. And this is direct. So, Laura, you're still here, right? Yeah, I'm here. You're still looking good. Joining us, hanging out. Mic's on. Yep, everything's cool. Okay, <laughs> okay so Patricia texts in regarding our little segment we just had with, um, with Laura regarding missions and overseas mission. And the text says, why don't you do things in your own community? Australians need help. Stop making yourselves a big shot. Humble yourselves in and help Australians. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. God say, uh, do the dirty work in Australia. So I guess the, the gist of that, thank you for your text, by the way, Patricia. We love hearing from all of our listeners right across Australia. Um, I guess the gist of the text is, is uh, should we be focusing on overseas mission or local mission? What do you think? Now, I detect from your accent you're an American. Yes, so I am. So tell me the story. So um, I'm actually in Australia as a missionary. Mm. Um, so I am here um, as a volunteer and paid doing my role. And um, God calls people from everywhere mm. to everywhere. Um, yeah, I'm doing mission work in Australia, even though there's need in America. And mm. Here I am. Doing the dirty work. Yeah. As, 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 <laughs> as the text put forward. Yeah, I, I think I think it's fantastic. Like, I, I wholeheartedly believe in the need that we have and that we should recognize in our own community. Yes. That being said, like, well, you've, you've been to Taiwan before. Yeah, I've done, I've done 40 yeah. different countries for mission and work. Wow. So I've done overseas. That is amazing. Wow. I, I, I just, you've, you, you've done overseas. I've done overseas. Overseas, you completed it. Wow, that is and, incredible. And you know what? It's funny that this text came in because I, even though I was overseas and all that stuff, and it's really, really rewarding work, mm. you still have a little sense of like, yeah, but 
my own family, in my own country, mm. in my own neighbourhood. Mm. So, yeah, I think, I think there's a space for both of it. And I, I definitely see that in the mission work that I've done that Patricia is right in, in some way that you do have, like, do, being a missionary is largely about the relationships you build. Right. And when you're in a place where there's more barriers, language barriers, cultural barriers, it's, it is much harder. It takes much more time of being there to adjust to the culture, to be able to connect with the people. When you're in your own country, in your own community, you are enabled much more to be a missionary there um, because there's less barriers. Hmm. And I find it's often more effective sometimes. It just depends on really where God calls hmm. you because we see a lot of people in the Bible who were called out of their country. Hmm. They were called, like Paul went all over the world. And I think it's really about, it's, it's true that the people that maybe go around the world, they get more notice, right? Hmm. And it's like, look at you doing, hmm. you know, going here and it sounds fun. It's this big adventure. But to those people that are, just in their home community, diligently working day after day for God, you know, pastors in local churches, that's, that's mission work too. Like mm. when you're doing God's work, you're doing service, and that is to be, that is to be commended. A hundred percent that God sees each and all, and our reward is in heaven. It's not about, you know, what we do on earth, so long as you're following where God is leading. Mm. I, um, yeah, I, I, I love that idea that, that we're called to different places and we get that enabling. I, I know for me, cause I, I'm working here in, a, in Australia, uh, doing, doing, you know, I, I am currently studying my degree in ministry and theology, but yeah, I've been working for the church in some capacity for the last six years doing mission work here in Australia. And, uh, I, you know, during that time doing, doing that work, I did get to go to Ethiopia and, and preach over there. And that experience in Ethiopia taught me so much about how I can reach people here. In Australia. Yeah. And Absolutely. just quickly, one of those experiences, I, I get up to preach one night. And so all over the city, we were running evangelistic meetings. And I was preaching at this church that was, I think it was called Boko Church. And it was kind of this like a rural church, but it had all the people from like the far outskirts of this ma- major city called Hwasa would come to this one church. So I was preaching in a church. I had like eight to 900 people in it a night. There was one night it was like t- 1200 people. And, uh, but because a lot of the other churches there, a lot of the other denominations had heard that we're running meetings, they started running meetings themselves. And, and particularly, it's specifically all of the, the name and claim prosperity gospel people. So they had heard, oh, all the Adventists running meetings. And then all these guys who basically their theology is like, if you are faithful enough and you believe enough, God will make you rich. Right. And then they're like, so they heard that we're preaching these meetings. So then they would run meetings and they would have big speakers at the front of their churches, like just blaring out, like, if you pay us $20, then we'll baptize you and you can be saved. You don't have to go and listen to the Adventists preach about what they believe and sacrifice. Just come to us. Just pay us. And we'll, we'll, you'll say, sacrifice your money to us and we'll save you. And, uh, and, and even this is crazy in this Boko church I was preaching in, um, there was a group that had split off from this this church there to start their own prosperity gospel church up the road. Oh, they wow. they were members of this church, but then they said, "Hey, let's let's make some money from this." And so they went off up the road to start their own church. And while we're preaching, they're playing blaring music. Like while I'm up there preaching, they're blaring music to get people to come over. Uh, but one night, I get up and I'd heard about this, and for some reason, I'm not in my own country. 
and I've got no accountability. So I'm like, I'm just going to be bold. Mm. And uh, I get up and I say, hey, you know, I heard that there's lots of people all around, all around this city, even former members of this church who are telling you that you can go up and pay them to be saved. And, and, and that their ministry is so important, you need to give them all this money. But I'll tell you what, I paid to be here. And I'm not rich. I'm a poor student. <laughs> I paid to be here. to come. And I'm not asking anything from you. But I paid to be here because I'm coming to share with you the truth of a Jesus who gave his life for you. Mm. That gave everything for you. And I'm asking nothing in return. Jesus is the one asking for your life and 15 people from this church the the people this group of 15 people who had split off from the church that we were preaching at to go and start their prosperity gospel church were actually in attendance that night to come and check it out they're like oh who's this white guy preaching (laughs) i'm like 20 and and i've never been so bold and i got up and i said that and all 15 of those people came to the front and got rebaptized wow they all all committed to be rebaptized and so what I, what I saw there, just in my own experience, is like it taught me so much about if we're willing to be bold and to stand for truth, mm-hmm. people's lives and hearts and minds can be, tra- and can be changed. That was something that up until that point I, I understood, I knew, but I hadn't experienced here in Australia mm. because it's a, a bit different of a context. But yeah, I'm in a different country and I was bold. And now I brought that back to Australia and in my mission work in Australia, in my, in my ministry that I do reaching people. Absolutely. Like I, I can now, yeah, I can now shaped, reach people in that way. It's, it's shaped me. Yeah. yeah. So I, it's also a fantastic experience because it changes us as much as we can say, Hey, you got to get out there in, in your own community, but just, well, you brought up Paul before, like yeah. before Paul became Paul, he was Saul who got sent back to Tarsus to study a bunch so that he could be prepared and ready to then share the gospel with the world. Absolutely. Sometimes we need that. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. Awesome. Now, speaking of the gospel, speaking of sharing the gospel, speaking of, you know, what we should do, we are studying our lesson. It's on the three cosmic messages. We've been doing it for this quarter so far as we've, we've, we've transitioned. We, we were doing Managing for the Master starting in January, mm-hmm. and now we've transitioned into these three cosmic messages. We've been talking about Revelation chapter 14. My favorite chapter. Oh, isn't it amazing? And, and particularly as Christians who are seeking, are ready to see Jesus come back soon, we essentially regard this as... Jesus's last message for the yeah. earth. Now, last week we did Revelation 14 and verse 6. Do you want to read that for us, Laura? Revelation yes. chapter 14 and verse 6. Verse 6. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. Amazing. So we see you've got, you got a really nice voice for radio. Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> kind of audiobook vibes. Yeah, real nice, clear. I've got the content manager in here. He's uh, he's trying to sort sort stuff out. He's yeah. he's scheming. He's hustling. I'm yeah. hustling. That's that's so yeah. good. It, it's good that you hustle for content because then it, it takes it takes a bit of pressure off us. We can just think about. I can just think about talking a lot. Just talk. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> just talk. Amazing. But uh, okay, so Revelation fourteen six. We see here the mode 
in which this great gospel is going to be shared with the world. It's an angel flying in the midst of having having a loud voice. Now, we know that this is symbolic. This this angel is symbolic of not an angel angel, uh, not a physiological being of an angel, but rather messengers going and proclaiming this message loudly. Right. And we can and we can say that with confidence because Absolutely. Revelation is a prophetic book. It's written symbolically. And when we use the tools that God has given us to decipher those symbols, we can see very clearly, okay, this is what's happening here. Yeah. A- this angel, these these three angels that are actually showing these messages, yeah, they're, they're messengers. And that is who we are as Christians. We have a message. We have a gospel to share with the world. So this, these messages, they're going and proclaiming the message loudly. And that's what we studied last week. But then we come to verse 7, and we start to see actually what the, the message, message is. is. Yes. So, if we can get our amazing reader for this morning, Laura, if you want to, if you want to pick us up, uh, we we might give you some merch, but you know the payment's not guaranteed here. AVS volunteers, <laughs> volunteers, let's go. <laughs> ah, that's so funny. All right, hey, can you get us verse seven as verse well? Verse seven, absolutely. Saying with a loud voice, "Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment has come." And worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. Mm. Just love that voice. It's oh. so good. <laughs> well, it's not. It's 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 soft and it's reassuring. Yeah. It's not quite the loud voice that's saying this message. It's all right. I could add some background music to that, yeah. and it'd be a perfect <laughs> audio book. Yeah. We could have a nighttime session. Oh, everyone to sleep. Oh, <laughs> that is that is awesome. Yeah, eight till nine. That's it. That's that is a powerful. That is a powerful show. We, well, hey, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. What, hey, give us some. Give us some thoughts. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text if you want to see some some nighttime story reading by Laura. You know, just <laughs> just to chuck on as you as you're going to bed. In fact, I was I was reading for the Faith Firm app. We have you know all all people uh, submitting you know feedback and whatnot. Yes. And the biggest thing that I was saying and and something that we we'll, sleep feature sleep feature yes. yeah yeah because a uh, lot of people love listening to Faith FM while they're going to sleep yeah. We're working on, we've got a developer working on it. Yeah. So. Maybe this is a bit of a tangent, but when I did summer camp one year, um, to read, for my girls to go to sleep because they would get restless, I just started reading the Psalms and I would read as they fell asleep. Did you record it? No. <laughs> <laughs> but they loved it. They were listening. Sometimes they would poke in questions and then all of a sudden there was just silence and like it would just lull them right oh, to sleep. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, All right. so, so, so you've got a proven track record there. <laughs> yeah. So verse, verse seven, seven. Back to we, verse seven. Back. we start off with this phrase here, well, saying with a loud voice. Loud voice. It kind of goes back to the methodology here of sharing this message. The angel is going with a loud voice. What do you guys think it means by loud here? Am I supposed to stand on the side of the street just well, like what's, screaming What's interesting is, is that in, so this is written in Greek, obviously, when it was first written. And the word here is megaphone. So it's speaking in a megaphony voice. Mm. So it's it's loud, like mm. it's mm. a loud voice. So does that equal standing on the street? Probably not. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't think it's bad if you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to certain countries like PNG, you're expected to stand on the street with <laughs> yeah. a loud voice, yeah. with a megaphone. Mm-hmm. But here I think the idea is is that we're, we're just given the sense that, first of all, in the previous verse you did last week, it's fast, it's flying, it's a mm-hmm. message flying, and now it's a loud. So the point here is that no one's going to miss it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's so loud, it's so fast, it's covering the whole earth, no one's going to miss it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I, I love that too. Like you've got flying in the midst of heaven over the earth. Like it is spreading. You know, there are, when you're on the earth, there's this, there, there are these boundaries called water. And yes. particularly imagine the time in which. And mountains. And mountains and valleys and, valleys and, rivers, yeah. and, and snowstorms and Finland <laughs> country. You know, you, you were just in Finland, right? And I can mm-hmm. see from your jacket, uh, there's some, there's some, some paint marks there and, yeah. and whatnot, but it's also incredibly cold in Finland. So, you know, so to, to make the, whereas this, this angel, it's flying in the midst of heaven. It's flying overhead. It's, you know, those, uh, those topographical. There's no barriers. No, it's, it's going, it's going everywhere. And then it's, it's proclaiming with a loud voice as well. Now, the first thing that the angel says, once it proclaims with a loud voice is, you know, you would expect like, oh, what beautiful, amazing, awesome thing does it have to say? The first phrase that comes out of its mouth, fear God. Yeah. Fear God. Absolutely. This is definitely an expression that needs to be explored Mm -hmm. because the phrase fear God could give you all kinds of different thoughts or potentially meanings of of what it is. The the classic Christian interpretation that we'll we'll explore a little bit is the idea of like, oh, you know, uh, respect and whatnot. But I think for the first time, when I picked up the Bible for the first time as a not a Christian and I'm reading fear God, I'm like, Man, do I, do I have to be scared of this guy? You know, I've heard all this amazing preaching so far about how God is my best friend. Jesus yes. died for me. Like he loves me. He's tender and kind, but he's an amazing, he's an amazing ruler and I'm on his side and I'm in his army and he's my best friend. But now I'm supposed to be scared of, scared him. of him. Like, I, I don't know if it's that like we should like be scared as in like, how do I put this? Um, when we see angels coming to people, like, like say Mary, for example, mm-hmm. you know, bringing this good news, you know, of that, you know, she's going to have a baby, right? And, and he says, fear not. And I think because, like, when, when we see that, like, God, like, communion people, and people have, in the Bible, we see people have these experiences where they are spoken to by Jesus or by the angel or something, they are scared. They're startled. Like, in that moment, definitely startled. Yeah. And yeah. so I think it's more of like, they, they see, this like the glory of God and they see this something that's so like supernatural that's not human and it it is startling to us it is scary and I think coming to the place where we fear God is simply like having an awareness of his presence like it's it is something that's outside of just like normal human um, existence and and I think it's having that like respect and awe for God yeah. it is it might just be a little when scary. I first became a Christian and I was introduced to this text I got the whole, oh, no, it doesn't mean to be afraid of him. It just means to reverence and respect him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I get <laughs> I get what you're saying, but I feel like he kind of just like took the oomph out of the passage. Mm. So what is this actually saying? Now, I'm a big fan. Of, I mean, I've spent the last 20 years studying Revelation. Like, this, is, this, is, this, this is my thing, thing. This is my thing, right? Yeah. And one thing with Revelation you got to remember is that 40% of this book is quoting the Old Testament. Mm. 40%. So we've got to understand how these terms and ideas are used in the Old Testament. Mm. And what I love the first time, well, not the first, but one of the first times you see this idea of fear God, it comes from Moses in mm. the book of Exodus. Mm-hmm. I was going to read it for you real quick. Exodus chapter 20 and in verse 20. So 10 commandments have just been given. Mm. And in verse 18, the people are seeing the commandments being delivered and they're freaked out. Mm-hmm. There's lightning, there's flashing, there's thunders and things. And this is what they say in verse 19. They go to Moses and say, Moses, you speak to us and we'll hear you, but do not let God speak to us or we will die. Mm. Right? So they're terrified of God. Yeah. Right? Then this is the key verse, verse 20. Moses then says to the people, do not 
fear, right? So he's mm. saying, don't be afraid. And what's their fear? Their fear is of God. Mm-hmm. Their fear that they're going to get wiped out with lightning and thunder. Mm. But then he says, for God has come to test you that his fear may be before you so that you may not sin. Mm. So what Moses is saying is, guys, you guys are terrified of God. Your knees are shaking at the, at the knees, basically. Yeah. Don't be afraid of him in that sense. But God's come down to see if his fear is before you. And the whole purpose of that fear is not to sin. Mm. So this idea of fearing God, yeah, it's not about God's going to strike me dead. But there's a holy fear about being in the presence of a holy God with sin. Mm. And that's sort of the, the foundation that, yeah. that John's drawing on here. Wow. Rather than a fear of God, a fear of having sin in your life because of what it causes between exactly. you and God. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You are listening to Faith FM. We are continuing on with our coverage here at Big Camp of our Bible study, our amazing Bible study. But, Robbie. Quiz. We have a final question for the quiz. you got to hook us up, dude. This is your last chance to go into the draw to win today's great giveaway. It's a Faith FM t-shirt. Mm. Um, I actually designed these shirts, so it's pretty special. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> Just put a plug in there. Okay, okay, okay. So if you want to go into the draw to get these T-shirts, you want to answer this question. Here we go. Question number five. I work for the Romans. I have a lot of blood on my hands, even though I washed them. Who oh. am I? Okay, quite a, quite a famous figure. Very famous. Not only, not only in the Bible, but also in history as well. In history, yes. He, he, Archaeology he, has... There's a... There's actually a stone named after this guy. This person is one of the biggest uh, contributing factors to us authenticating yeah. the, the reality and the historicity of Jesus. Of Jesus, so, yeah. Hey, 0491 give us that again. I work for the Romans. Um, I have a lot of blood on my hands, even though I washed them. Who am I? 0491 You're listening to The Breakfast Show. We're talking about fearing God. Yes, we are. And we have considered, we've, we've thought about, okay, well, what, is, what does it look like to, to fear God so far? And the consensus among us is that I loved what you were saying before from Exodus. It's like, don't fear God, but fear God. Exactly. Uh, and, so but, there's a wrong kind of fear and a right kind of fear. Yeah, okay. So let's explore that a little bit. So we have the wrong kind of fear, which was the Israelites shaking in their boots. Yeah, they've seen the lightning, they've seen the thunder, and they I mean, it, it, and you imagine standing at the base of that mountain, Mount Sinai, mm. and seeing all that that happened, you'd be terrified. Mm. You would be, and they were. And they're like, Moses, we're not, we, don't, don't let God talk to us, we're going to drop dead. Mm-hmm. You talk to us instead. And Moses is like, no, 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 God doesn't want you to fear him in that way. Mm. But he's come down to test to see if you will fear him and depart from sin is basically the message. Mm-hmm. And and the symptom there that we see that denotes it being a, a bad fear is because it created distance between them and God. Very observant. Like we, God is someone who wants to draw near to us and we are constantly given the advice from God that he wants to draw near to us. And he made such a point of drawing near to us that he, his son came to this earth as a human being. Like, like it's something that God consistently wants to do. And, yes. and sin in the beginning led to distance between us and God. And so if we then, if our fear of God is creating distance between us and him, I think that's a good litmus test yes. for us today to go, oh, man, like, am I, where am I at with God? And if there's distance there, whether it be from fear, whether it be from hate or disrespect or ignorance or whatever, if there's distance, then you're like, hey, something needs to change. And I 
we see like the Bible talking about fear in other places, like God has not given us a spirit of fear and also mm. that perfect love casts out, out fear. fear yeah. And mm. so it's definitely kind of a different type of fear and where our fear is placed. Mm. Um, so check this out. This is the gospel of Job, I call it. The gospel, gospel of, of Job. Job. The good news like, of Job. Have right? you got some apocrypha in there? Have you, have you, <laughs> is, this a, is this a Gnostic thing? This is the first book ever written. This, this predates Genesis. This is, right? I love it. Verse, uh, chapter 28, verse 28. Listen to this. He said to man, behold, the fear of the Lord, so fear of God, mm-hmm. is wisdom. Mm-hmm. And to depart from evil is understanding. Wow. So this is, a, this is a very old poem mm-hmm. where it's rhyming ideas. So on one side, you've got the fear of God or the fear of the Lord. That is to depart from evil. Mm-hmm. And wisdom is understanding. Mm-hmm. That's the rhyming ideas. Wow. So throughout the Old Testament, over and over again, the fear of God, the, the true, correct, pure fear of God is all about departing from evil, um, mm-hmm. uh, shunning sin. It's, 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 you would rather die than sin. That's basically the fear of God in the Old Testament. Yeah, and it's it's interesting to me that like when we're talking about like fear and then sin and you know departing from evil, that's understanding what Job is talking about here. Um, just keeping with the theme of like in Revelation, mm-hmm. when um, like we see that this message is kind of like to the, the people of the last days, and then we kind mm-hmm. of equate like the the, st- the the church that we're in is Laodicea, right? Right. People that are lukewarm, we're we're pretty comfortable. Yes. And I think a little wow. bit of healthy fear is what you need to get, you know, to get started. You know, God kind of has to light a fire under us, right? Mm. To to get going, to, to share the gospel, to go forward and like kind of separate from the world that, um, and and really go forward as Christians. Like the, the lack of that fear, that's, the angel starts out with that fear of God because mm. the lack of that fear puts us in this state of complacency that just mm. creates... Layer to see it. That's what our church is. I love this. I love this because so then we see we see there. So in Exodus, it's like don't fear God, but fear God. So don't don't be scared of God, but fear God because the presence of sin in your life has separated you from Him. And if Mm. you try to come close to God with the presence of sin in your life, well, He's a consuming fire. He's a consuming fire. Now the question is, well, how do you solve that problem Uh of of sin? And this is where the amazing good news, the the gospel. Is, Which is the first part of last week's message, right? That's right. The everlasting, the everlasting gospel. gospel. Is that God has solved that problem. Exactly. Jesus has lived, died, and resurrected and given you the ability to repent. So it's like, okay, I can't come close to God and I should be scared of coming close to God because of the present, not because of him, but because of the presence of sin in my life. Mm-hmm. But God has made the bridge. He, he has created a mediator. You know, he, he has, he has done everything so that sin could be removed from my life. Yes. So, so then, okay, so I need to go to Jesus. I need to repent. I need to connect with him first. He is my mediator. He is my advocate. Then I can draw close to, to God. God himself has made that bridge and he is that bridge to presence among God. And then, but, and it's amazing. Then we see Laodicea. It's like, well, what's their problem before God? The fact that they don't repent. Right. And because they don't repent, then they don't have that fear of God that would that, that would lead them to actually be motivated to draw closer to Him. And what what does Jesus say in the message later, see, chapter chapter three, Revelation? He says, if mm. if you don't basically if you don't repent, mm-hmm. I will spew you out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. I've met a lot of Christians who think that the book of Revelation is should be in the apocrypha. Mm-hmm. Because of that verse. Mm-hmm. How would Jesus ever spew me out of his mouth? Well, what does it mean to be in his mouth? He's mm-hmm. confessing us before the Father. Wow. 
So to be out of his mouth means confession ends. So yeah. there's something about sin. So Jesus is, is amazing. He's, he's, he's come to pay the price. He has paid the price. Yeah. He, wants to, he wants to take away your sin, but you want to hold on to your sin, mm-hmm. and that creates a, a foul taste in his mouth, so to speak. Mm. And so this idea of we, we don't see, in our generation today, we don't see the sinfulness of mm. sin. Yeah, absolutely. Because we don't see the holiness of God. Of God. Yeah. Yeah. And so the first part of this message is a call to recognize the holiness of God and the sinfulness of sin. Wow. So then for us, for us today, the, the question is then, oh, well, how can I have that experience? How can I experience the sinfulness of sin and the holiness, see the sinfulness of sin and the holiness of God? And then it's like, oh, well, then do I have to go and sin a lot to realize how bad it is? Do I have to ruin my life before I'll be motivated to, to draw close to Jesus? No, 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 no. You have a better option. Yes, Which do. is, what will show you the sinfulness of sin? Because all sin is sin. Right. The, sin having a presence in your life, no matter how often you go to church, or no matter how often you're out on the street killing people, I don't, I don't know. But <laughs> sin, sin, like, if no matter what context you're in, if sin is in your life, if you draw close to God, it will be revealed. Yeah. If you make 100%. an effort in your life, if you make it, well... An effort. I would rather say a decision, because the amazing thing as well is is that we have been given the opportunity to make a decision, which then God responds to and gives us the power to see through. If we are willing to make the decision and say, "God, I believe. Help me with my unbelief. Show me clearly how it is that I can overcome my sin, so that the fear of God, that that negative fear, can be out of my life. The healthy fear can be there, and I can be draw drawn closer to you." Mm. Oh, if we want to do that, he's given us all ways to be able to. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You are listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. It's been a, had a quick, I've, had a, I've had a good day. It's, it's been amazing. It's been so good. We've also, we, so we've, we've got Robbie, we've got Laura, we've got myself, Lawson, we've got Nathan in here on the decks, just absolutely Killing it, hitting those buttons, making sure our songs play, making sure all kinds of good things happen. And now he's going to be making sure that we spin that wheel. Because usually we, we spin the wheel at the end of the week, right? Yeah, but so, we're, we're going big but this we're, week. Every single day we're going to have prizes and we're going to We've be got things to give away on air. So right now it is time I'm to spin that wheel. The wheel is Oh, and oh, it's no spinning. Is, unfortunately, there's no sound, but it's spinning. It's getting around, and you can tell us, Robbie, when we have. Oh, you just missed out. Okay, it is Susan, Suzanne, oh, Suzanne. So, shout out, Suzanne. Do, for, do we say last name? No, no, I don't want to dox it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sorry, sorry. So we're we're going to send a text to you very shortly, asking you for what size T-shirt you would like, and then Absolutely. we will get that out to you. Yeah, but congr- congratulations! Congratulations for for kicking. Where's the, where's the fanfare? There's no sound. Yeah, no- so so we've got a different soundboard oh. here. We don't have our regular soundboard. Our regular soundboard, we go like we like all this stuff. But I guess I can make the noises now. I can you know clap. <laughs> yeah, con- congratulations, Suzanne. Congratulations! You know? yeah, like all you the- are the first winner of the multi. Of draw of, of the, week. The, every <laughs> single day we are going to have a prize. So guys, make sure you get your answers in. Hey, let's work our way through some of the quiz answers that we have now. Okay, so... We've had today. You want me to do this, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Re- read us some questions. Okay, so question number one was, I am the father of uh, Manasseh, king of Judah. Who am I? The answer was Hezekiah. Hezekiah. Number two was, the disciples were first called Christians in which city? Do you know the answer to this? 
Laura. Dun, 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 it's in the book of Acts. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, oh no, no, sorry, no T-shirt for you. No T-shirt. Oh, so it's, it's the city of Antioch. Antioch. Oh, mm. And number that. three, I am a commander of the army of the king of Syria. I didn't feel I was being respected by the Lord's prophet. Who am I? Naaman. 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 Very good. He was, he was told, go and dip in the river. Yeah. He's like, but that river's not good enough. It's trash. I want a better river. You but that one anyway. You know that? Okay, you can get the next no, one. You can get the next one. It's so what's the next one? Number, uh, number four was, what party happens the day after Passover? <laughs> the the Feast of Unleavened Bread. <laughs> Feast of Unleavened Bread. <laughs> okay, you'll know this one. You'll know this one. Number five. I work for the Romans. I have a lot of blood on my hands, even though I wash them. Who am I? Pilate. Hey! Oh, we might give there you a Faith of MT shirt. Okay, <laughs> Suzanne says she's size small. That's the one she wants, but we're awesome. going to send her a double XL. No, we're not. We're going to give her mad oversight. She's going to have swag, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just joking, Suzanne. Now, we will get that to you. Um, we've got to make sure we've got her address. So, producer Nathan's going to ask you for your address, or you can mm. text it in and we'll get it to you. Hey, that was exciting. It was exciting. That's only day one and of five days of giveaways. That's going to be every single day. So, guys, make sure you're playing those quizzes, getting those answers in. We had a whole sleuth of people just getting correct answers today. Yeah. And it was some incorrect answers too, but hey. But the wheel spun with them all on there. Yeah, that's right. Everyone who got answers correct, the wheel did spin. So, yes. congratulations uh, for getting in. And so, so we've seen the, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Yeah. You know, they're, they're eating this flatbread. Why, why do they leave? Why do they decide, okay, yeast, bad? Uh, because it represents, it's funny because in the Bible, yeast represents sin mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. In the New Testament, everywhere but one place represents sin. Mm-hmm. In one place, it's good. But anyway, the, the, the point that it's representing is that a little thing can impact a Everything. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's a symbol of sin. So they decided to take that yeast. That's also fermented. So there's the idea yeah. of um, not yeah, fermentation and those sorts of things. Cancerous, like sin, you know, like affecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. You know what the funny thing with this is? I didn't know this for probably about four or five years ago, is that at the end of the feast, they bury the leftover bread into the ground. Yeah. And because of that, I know, so we do communion, right? With right. unleavened bread. Yeah, and my church growing up yeah whatever was left out i know people who who just bury it and it's like jesus was left in the tomb yeah they, they just they just put it down <laughs> like they just that's how he's supposed to fulfill it wow yeah for real so the passover he fulfills because he's the lamb uh-huh. and then unleavened bread he fulfills because he's in the tomb he's the bread of life oh. in the tomb Ah, and then you have laid down his heart. He fulfills all the feast. You're listening to the breakfast show here on Faith FM, full of diverse accents and people from all over the world. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. Laura, what are you going to get up to today? You know, I haven't thought that far ahead yet. <laughs> Surely we, something. Well, you haven't I'm had sure. you haven't had breakfast yet. I actually no. So, so food's I think breakfast be on the is probably next. Oh yeah. yeah. But man, I'm I'm running out of here immediately to the lower primary tent, and I'm going to be up the front. Clap your hands, turn around, <laughs> and then we're, I'm going to be doing a little uh, drama there. And you're going to be teaching. I I have at, in uh, about 31 minutes. I need to start a five part series in Book of Revelation. That is powerful, and we're talking about yeah, it we here on the breakfast today, show, yeah. so we can steal. Some of that content, relay it to the people. Praise God. We're jumping straight into Laodicea. 
Of course, That's guys. Wow. Today. Yeah. Of course, guys, as we come to the end of the show, we always give away something for free. We gave away, you know, you had to work for that t-shirt. But it's then, worth working for, Lawson. Absolutely. But now we're going to give away something absolutely for free, and we're giving away a book. Should Christians Keep the Jewish Feast by Doug Batchelor? Hey, that's a good question in light of our question. Exactly. That's why I picked it. So 0491-064-669, be the first text us through. If you text us through first, we will give this to you. This isn't a game of knowledge. This is a game of speed. So 0491-064-669. And again, that book, Should Christians Keep the Jewish Feasts by Doug Bachelor. Guys, I hope you have a fantastic day. You too. To, to my team in here are going to be out and about doing all kinds of camp things. Maybe you're listening from camp this morning and you're going to be doing amazing things, but maybe you're not at camp. Maybe you're, you know, staring down the barrel of a Monday morning at work. But hey, guys, remember to talk faith, to live faith, and to act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. For being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.